What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Redirected. I am your host, Andrew East, and this is a show where we sit down and talk with people about how they made it through some of life's biggest unexpected events. Today might be my wife's favorite episode. We sit down and talk with Sean Booth, who was on season 11 of The Bachelorette, and we talk with Sean about how he got to be on the show and what he's up to now. If you guys haven't yet, I would love it if you subscribed to the show and gave it a rating. It really helps us out. And our goal here is to help other people through whatever unexpected events that they might be going through in life and hopefully have a couple laughs along the way. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this one with Sean Booth. No turning back now. Jeez, dude, this is a real deal, dude. Um, yeah, appreciate you making this happen, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Don't get too nervous, okay? I know, I know. Yeah, you're you scared. You're an intimidating guy. <laughs> <laughs> if if my arms are shaking yeah. still, it's because I uh, went to Sean's, worked. Sean's gym and I got crushed, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because the best part about the gym is that there's people like yourself, professional athletes that come in there, and then you could be training next to you know, somebody who just started training last week. And it's kind of the same experience for everybody. They get their ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my least favorite thing we did was the medicine ball hill sprint. So, yeah, if you guys are in Nashville and want to check out a good workout, go to booth camp. But That's uh, like our signature thing. Like, you can't leave there unless you run up that hill with uh, a med ball. And I saw you. I was watching you to make sure that you grabbed uh, the heavy ball, and you did. You I grabbed did. the heaviest one there. <laughs> okay. So I'm glad I passed it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have let you out that garage door if you didn't grab that ball. At the end of the run, uh, you tried to throw me the football. And at that point, I was like, Sean, I don't want any part of this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I barely reached my hand out and didn't even really try. But And that's what we do with everybody, too, because me and Jordan, it's like a, a playground for us in there, right? We got basketballs, soccer balls, footballs. So, like, people are running up the hill. We're always just tossing that ball. We're like, all right, who are we going to get? Like, <laughs> oh, I know who we're going to go for right now. I didn't, yeah, I didn't. You had a ball in one hand, like a hat in the other hand. Oh, gosh, just trying to – I was in survival mode. Yeah. Um, I do have to tell you, Sean – wanted me to do this interview really well she said i want you to be friends with sean he's a really nice guy she's never met you before today but she's like i feel like you guys would be friends so um i like it you know, hopefully at the end of the day that ends up being the case yeah but, i've been following you guys on uh social media this past year and i'm like those two are actually hashtag couple goals which i never <laughs> say because it's uh it seems like you guys are actually really genuinely good people who are madly in love and it's like uh you can just kind of see that sitting back, which is cool. And it's always tough to kind of get somebody's character through social media and everybody kind of puts out this false, you know, image of themselves or their, their relationships. But I think looking at you two, it's like the real deal, which is very cool. Don't get me wrong, Sean. We hate each other. Yeah, right now. yeah. I, I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> you know how it is. Uh, yeah. She was heartbroken that you didn't bring your dog. That's I know. I know. I, I wish I could have. He's uh, an old man right old? now. So he's going to be 12 in December. Oh, man. And at one point in his life, he decided that he doesn't want anything to do with other dogs. Okay. <laughs> he just doesn't. Like, he used to play with dogs all the time. He used to take them to the dog park every day. He got in a couple, like, dog fights. And I don't know what happened, but, like, about four or five years ago, he just, like, he doesn't want to play with dogs. He growls at them when they walk by now. It's just, like, a switch flipped. So, he just loves people, and he's just, like, an old grumpy man right now that's great dude. yeah what, what a good way to live it's yeah it is he's very spoiled so uh, <laughs> yeah where did you grow up uh i grew up in connecticut okay what part just uh north of hartford and it's a small town called windsor locks grew up there lived there my whole life then i went up to new hampshire for college 
and I played soccer up there, which was cool at uh, a school called Keene State. Um, have you been up to New Hampshire? No, I haven't. I've heard such good things. Oh, it's the best. You like it? Love it. Love Better it. Better in Connecticut? Um, I can't say that because that's my hometown, my right. home state, <laughs> but it's a close second okay. just because I love New England in general. I love the people. I love the weather. Like I like all four seasons. So, like, when it's winter for a couple months, I love the snow. That makes the summer that much better, the yeah. spring that much better, and the fall. Like, there's nothing like the fall in New England. It's just, like, the foliage, it's beautiful. It's, like, football season, Dunkin' Donuts. It's, like, just the nostalgia of being in New England for the fall. Yeah. I like how you use the word foliage. I hadn't heard that word in a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very proper foliage. Yeah. Dude, I'm so intelligent. I actually, though, honestly, I tell people we were just in Portugal and people were like, Oh, where should I go? If I'm going to go to the United States for the first time, I'm like, go to the East coast in the fall Yes, because it is gorgeous yes. when the leaves are changing. So that's yes. a thing. New Hampshire. Did you say you like the Patriots? Uh, I, no, I actually grew up a Good. Cowboys fan. Good. That, well, that's actually worse. I was going to so, say, yeah. yeah, that's actually worse. Probably worse for you. Yeah. I wish <laughs> I was a Patriots fan. I had every opportunity to be a Patriots fan. My dad, uh, all my family, huge Pats fans. Yeah. They gave me, uh, a Drew Bledsoe jersey when I was younger. Like, they're trying to force me to be a Patriots fan. And my godmother lived in Austin, Texas, and she was sending me Troy Aikman jerseys. And that was in the 90s. Right. Cowboys. I'm Tough like, I beat. love the Cowboys. But uh, I wish I had uh, been a Patriots fan because life would have been a lot better these past 20 years. Gosh, dude. <laughs> Jesus. Do you, do you watch a lot of football? Yeah, I do. Yeah? I like it. Yeah, it's probably the one sport that I would watch the most on TV, I think. Um, I don't watch a lot of TV, but once a week, sitting on the couch, Sunday, it's fun. That's good. Yeah. Um, okay, backing up a little bit. So you had, you grew up in Connecticut. Grew up in Connecticut. Siblings? Two older sisters. Really? Yeah. Okay. The baby. Yeah. Yeah. Sean and I are about to have a kid. I would Congrats. love to have an oldest girl. Because I feel like, yeah, like no matter what, if it's a boy or girl that comes after, the oldest girl is going to be a boss, and then like if you have a boy after, it's going to be a well mannered boy. I think you're. Yeah, I've always said that, that. Uh, when I want kids, I'm like, I want girls. I don't know. I just uh, I've always like thought having a little girl would be the cutest thing, right? I know, yeah, a girl that looks like her mother. But yeah, that's uh, I had two older sisters, and we all turned out pretty decent. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully and uh super close with them but it, it's kind of different like seeing people who grew up with older brothers versus older sisters right yeah. you can kind of tell what about you i'm the middle of five i had two older brothers and so okay i'm just glad to be here alive yeah i was gonna say <laughs> that's uh i had uh, one of my best friends growing up he had two brothers too it was like a completely different vibe in their households like they're like beating the crap out of each other like wrestling <laughs> like running around the backyard, hitting each other with wiffle ball bats. And then over at my house, my sisters are like trying to make me dress up and be like uh, Backstreet Boys or New Kids on the Block doing a concert in the living room. Completely Whoa. different. Dude, have you heard Backstreet Boys' new album? No, but I heard a song on the radio uh, a couple weeks ago. It's good, dude. Check it Not out, Not bad. Man. Still got it. Yeah. yeah That's they crazy. Did. They still got it. Still going strong. Oh, man. Okay, so going into college, you're playing soccer. Yeah. Obviously, that consumes a lot of time. Yeah. You played all four years at all the four University years. of New Hampshire. Yeah. So growing up, that was my thing, like sports. That's like all I wanted to do, running around the front yard with my neighbors, basketball, baseball, soccer, football, whatever I could play. And then um, 
I grew liking to soccer the most out of all the sports and continued to play basketball, baseball, and golf throughout college or high school. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to play soccer in college. So that's what I focused on. And then I uh, actually broke my ankle my senior year of high school, my first scrimmage, like 10 minutes in. Like, ah. I just worked my ass off. I was like, my senior year's coming up. It's going to be a big year. And then broke my ankle, tore every ligament in the ankle. So completely lost my senior season of soccer, half of my basketball season. Dang. So then I ended up going to Keene State in New Hampshire, and I redshirted my freshman year. And then played my sophomore year, and then played all four years. So You redshirted? Yeah. I didn't know that was a – well, Vandy doesn't – I went to Vandy. They don't have a soccer team. A men's they don't? Soccer, a men's soccer team. No. Oh, yeah. I know they have a women's. Yeah. And they're good, but it, yeah. it's always weird to me. So I didn't know that uh, – Yeah. Took the year off, and then I was eligible that last year to play. So That's great. What did you study? Um, so it's, this, uh, it's called safety studies. Okay. Like that's it, an athlete major. The, yeah. <laughs> it was like the coach being like, Hey, you should take this major. It's super easy. <laughs> yeah. All the guys are going to be in the class. You'll be eligible because it's a piece of cake. And it was actually like a really good major because there's only like 18 schools in the country that offer it. And Keene State was like the oldest. And so coming out of school, I got a job for an insurance company as like a loss control consultant. It's like oh. risk management. Huh. It was a sweet gig, got to work from home, and I would go out to commercial properties that my company insured or was looking to insure to make sure that everything was quote-unquote safe or a good risk for them to insure. That's what safety studies is? So is yeah, like, like OSHA, analysis. right? Like the yeah. Occupational Safety and Health, like those guys who go to uh, construction sites or a few different other career paths that you can go. But it was very like niche market, right? Like it was always told to us too that you'll get a good job out of school it's a high demand not a lot of people which they were right yeah and coming out of college of in like 2008 2009 when it was tough to get jobs we all landed some pretty sweet gigs that's great yeah this is a little bit of a tangent but osha i don't know if you've seen these youtube videos of the guys like climbing these thousand foot towers at the top to like adjust whatever the cell phone tower is oh and yeah it's, all they need is like a carabiner to hook them in and it's osha approved yeah i'm like whoa that's crazy <laughs> it's nice standards are we setting here These yeah are insane i get sweaty palms the whole thing that was like the best part of that major too was like seeing all the photos and the videos of the people who weren't hooking up to anything uh, or like the, all these people on these construction sites just the, like, like gory like yeah yeah it was pretty good. Oh, you're kind of into that stuff. Uh, a little bit. Kind of sounds like it. Yeah, yeah kind of, yeah. <laughs> I love the gory stuff. Uh, not the actual gory part, but the leading up to it is pretty like intriguing. <laughs> like that dude was standing on six stories uh, up, like just hanging there. Like yeah. it's just wild. Or they, they take forklifts and then they'll use their forklift to lift another forklift. Probably not a good idea. Not a good idea. Yeah. Never yeah. turns out well. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not a good idea. Uh, how long do you do the intern thing? Um, I did that for a few years. And so after college, I did that. I went to Michigan, worked for an insurance company, then to Wisconsin, back to Connecticut. And then I moved down to Nashville. There was a pretty big pivot moment in your life by doing a TV show, right? Yes, I was on a TV show. So where does that, where does that fall in the progression of things? So that How falls, did that happen? Yeah, so I ended up moving down to Nashville because I was at a point in my life where I was like, all right, I want to do something more. I want to travel a little bit. Kind of stuck in a rut in Connecticut. And I think I was probably 25, 26. And so I took a uh, trip with two of my buddies, a little guy's trip for a weekend. So we're like, let's go to Nashville. We like the country music. Thought it'd be a cool spot to travel to. We were here for the weekend. I just fell in love with the place. I got on the plane. I was like, I'm moving down to Nashville. 
I don't care. So I went back to Connecticut, put my house up on the market, and then uh, looked for a new job. And then I moved down here without knowing anybody. And so I was here for uh, a year or two. Ended up going out downtown Broadway with a couple of my buddies and went into a honky-tonk that was jam-packed with girls. It was like a Tuesday or Wednesday night. And we're like, oh, this is a pretty cool spot. We'll stay here for a couple of drinks. And then come to find out they were doing casting for The Bachelor there. And then um, one of the uh, casting producers came up to me and asked if I wanted to sit down and interview for The Bachelorette. And I was like, eh, I don't know about that. And it was like 1230, had a few drinks, wasn't too sure <laughs> about that show. Yeah. Probably not a good idea. And she she knew my buddy who I was with. So long story short, like seven months later, she'd gotten um, my information through him. And then she called me and was like, hey, we're coming to Nashville next week. We'd love to meet with you. Come meet us at this hotel. Like, we'll do an interview. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Oh, they were pumped about you, huh? I guess. They followed up. They followed up. Yeah, it was uh, a while wow. later. Yeah, so then I uh, sat down with them, and yeah, the rest is history, like they say. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So you said no to him in the bar. Yeah, I mean, I was like, I don't think I should sit down and interview right now. Like, this is not a good idea. <laughs> I mean, if you're at downtown, and it's 1230 or 1 in the morning, you're at Honky Tonk Central. Not a good time to do it. Probably not a good time to sit in front of a camera. And, yeah. uh, yeah. So I didn't do that. Wow. Yeah. Things have changed since then. Things have changed. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. For the better. For the better. Yeah. Good. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been, uh, a, a time where I've grown so much in like every aspect of my life and going through that experience has been incredible and terrible and like every emotion you can think of I've, I've had, but at the end of the day, it's made me like such a stronger person. It's got it's gotten me where I am right now, and it's helped me with my career, and um, it's been great. So this is kind of a side note, but Sean and I have oddly been tied to people that have been on the the Bachelor and Bachelorette, played football with Jordan Rogers oh, yeah. at Vandy. I don't know if you know. Jordan. I still haven't met him. I you don't haven't think. met Jordan. No. And then I played football with Colton at uh, okay, yeah, at the Raiders. So yeah, it's kind of weird. I actually have never really talked to any of them about the actual show. So right. I, I don't want to dig too deep in the weeds on that. Cause I know you've shared a lot, but yeah. um, and I get it too. Cause people, it's, it's an intriguing thing. It's like this cultural phenomenon. Like you have 25 guys dating one girl, like it's chaos. And it's always interesting to hear the behind the scenes stuff and to see what really goes down. And uh, so I get everybody's fascination with it. And it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's crazy because it's been around for 20 something seasons. So it's like, Whatever they're doing is right, and they still continue to get millions and millions of viewers. It's insane. That's crazy. You said you didn't watch too much TV before then. No, not too much. No, I'm always. Did you watch about. the show? Um, I I've seen the show, and then uh, my sisters were big fans of the show. So then uh, I started watching the season before I went on, knowing that I was potentially going on the next season. So, Just do some research on it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Understand the ins yeah. and outs. Yeah. That's fun. I can't imagine. I'm not as big a deal, you know, as you are, but, uh, I mean, NFL athlete, not, uh, <laughs> yeah. not too bad. You saw Did me, right. you saw me in the gym though, dude. Like literally, I, I feel like I walked in there. You had such high expectations. Like, all right, Andrew, Andrew's <laughs> no. probably going to do well. I love that you Phillip came there because I didn't even know you were coming. Yeah. So it was a, it was a good surprise. So we're like, all right, let's kick it up a notch. Yeah. That was a good time. So, yeah. so you get done with the show. Yeah. I feel like LA is the move for, a lot of people no thoughts nah. yeah not a big la guy um <laughs> I, I don't mind it i like going in and going out 
But when I got done with the show, it was uh, it was a weird, weird time because I was engaged and I couldn't tell anybody about it. The only people that knew were my immediate family, my two sisters and my dad, uh, I think were the only people that knew that I was engaged. Like my best friends, like I didn't tell anybody. Wow. So, and I kind of did that on purpose too, because I wanted them to kind of watch and, and follow along and, you know, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. So then there's a few weeks after it's done filming before it airs and then it airs and it takes about 12 weeks to finalize. So for about 15 weeks, wasn't working because I lost my job when I went on the show. For, I was still doing insurance and I was doing personal training and all that on the side. They weren't down for you. No, nah, they said uh, if I went on the show that I'd lose my job. So Really? Yeah. Huh, I wonder if that happens a lot. Yeah, I don't know. So I was like, all right, I'll take that risk. Like I remember my dad being like, you can always get an insurance job down the road, right? Like mine as well. You only live once type of deal. So I did it and then I came back and then um, I was training some, but still I couldn't even do that much because I was traveling around and we had these like secret meetups that we'd be able to go and see each other. Like they'd set up the secret house out in LA and fly us under different names. The show would? Yeah. Oh, wow. So like to give, to give you guys time to meet each other, to get to know each other because you're engaged what? now, but you can't <laughs> be seen in public together, obviously, because nobody knows right. who ends up quote unquote winning. So yeah, so we'd spend the weekend together. They'd just lock us in a house. They'd be like, they'd have separate drivers and it'd be a house in LA that's completely secluded, trees fenced in. And then there's just your favorite booze and food in the house. I'm just like, all right, have fun for the next three days. And you go back. So then I come back to Nashville and everybody's like, what are you doing? Where are you going? Like, and I couldn't do anything. So I had to wait for like 12 weeks. So I didn't move to LA. I just stayed here with my dog. Just duck, have, duck let it play out, yeah. From a lifestyle perspective, it doesn't sound like that's you know like a balanced lifestyle. Like health, you know, kind of depletes you of community mm-hmm. in some senses, right? Like you're not telling your friends or family yeah. about, right? It, yeah, it's a, it, it was a lonely time. Yeah, it was tough because then you're dealing with all the, I mean, and that attention comes like overnight. It's wild. Like I never would have thought it would have been that big of a deal. And I remember producers being like, make sure, like, just letting you know, like, be prepared. It's going to get crazy. I'm like, like, what are you talking about? Like, it's, you know, people are going to know who you are. There's going to be a lot of stuff in the media. I'm like, nah, it's not, it's not a big deal. Like, I was kind of, I just didn't think it'd be as big as it was, right? Because I just went on to the show not knowing too much about it or the fascination with it. And then, um, yeah, kind of caught me by surprise and just how interested everybody was. So it was just like crazy tabloids and... You know, it was a very popular season. So, like, everywhere we went, people were asking questions. And it's like, you can't say anything. It's so weird. That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. How did you respond to the instant fame? Well? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I just, I never really felt like I deserved that attention because I didn't really do anything, right? It's like, where you're a professional athlete, you have this incredible skill that most people look up to and want to have. And it's, like, so rare to be, like, a professional athlete. For me, it was just, like... My face was on TV. I had this connection with this girl, and that was it. So I never like really felt special. So it was always kind of weird to me. I'm like, why would you want to take your picture with me? Like I didn't really do anything. I just had this relationship on TV type of thing. So I never really let let it get to me. And I just you know told myself just to to stay you know humble and be the person that I am and and not make too much of a, a deal out of it. But not a lot of people have that perspective. I know. Yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah. It's weird because I always see that too. Like even in the the bachelor world, I've seen people go in different directions, 
or kind of not get ruined by it, but change because of it. But at the end of the day, it's just like a reality show that was like one season, you know. Today's episode is brought to you by Native. As Sean and I look to have our first child, we are really looking to buy high quality products with safe ingredients. And Native is a deodorant formulated without aluminum parabens and sulfates. For those of you who don't know, aluminum may be linked to some serious health ramifications, including breast cancer and Alzheimer, and Native's deodorant is a great alternative to conventional deodorants. It's safe and effective, even though it's priced at a slight premium. I view this as totally, completely worth it. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews. You can see them in the Today Show, Women's Health, Elle, Good Morning America, and more. And Native comes in a wide variety of enticing scents for men and women. Plus, they release new limited edition seasonal scents throughout the year. My personal favorite is the coconut vanilla scent. And let me tell you, I can be a sweaty, smelly guy during my workout, but Native has proven to me that they can hang throughout my workout. They offer free returns on exchanges in the U.S. And if you subscribe, you can save 17%, which is $2 per stick, and Native will be conveniently delivered to your door every one, two, three, or four months. I think this is a fantastic product, and I think it's worth giving it a try. If you guys want, you can save 20% off your first purchase if you visit nativedeodorant.com east and use promo code east during checkout. That's 20% off your first purchase if you go to nativedeodorant.com slash east. I want to stop for a second and give a shout out to Himalaya. Himalaya is my favorite app to listen to podcasts on. And not only do they have a truly beautiful interface, they also have great search and discover features to help you find new shows. And then they also have some really creative and unique ways for you to help support creators and interact with those creators. So thank you, Himalaya. Be sure to check them out and follow me if you get the chance. What is the progression? So you're this guy that's working insurance, then you go on the show, and then you get engaged, then you're super famous. What what's what, like? What is the progression typically of someone in your position? As far as like, what do you do after? What's like the? How does the fame tail off if it does? Or you know? Yeah. So in my situation, since I ended up with Caitlin, that kind of made it that much bigger, and that 15 minutes of fame or whatever you want to call it kind of lasted a little bit longer because we're now together as this couple. And then, I mean, it was tough trying to figure out what I wanted to do and what I could do because we were traveling around the States, Canada, doing all these appearances and being pulled in this direction, being pulled in that direction, where it got to a point where I was just like, I need to like do something like, not that I missed working, but I missed like having this purpose of like waking up and doing something every day that I loved. It was just like, all right, we're waking up, we're going to the next city where people are going to treat us like we're some big deal and we're going to party all night and then get thrown on this plane and then you're going to go to here. And it started getting a little, a little tough for me to do. So I continually wanted to just like focus on my fitness career. And so I was trying to figure out what the best direction for me to go in was so i did some online stuff which was tough why was that tough i feel like that would yeah it was i mean because trying to do online training and that is a little difficult i like being in person yeah and like right now where i am it's like this is exactly what i want to do which is cool dude you're good at it too thank you i appreciate that would you say that if we weren't recording right now no (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) i appreciate that yeah no because i i genuinely enjoy it so it's just a different experience being in person right? Right, right right And then the whole social media thing, which was a whole other beast, mm-hmm. right, that I was, wasn't uh, used to. And that started picking up 
right around our season of The Bachelorette. So now it's like you can tell people kind of yeah. see this amazing opportunity to go on the show to get all these followers so they can start promoting crap, right? And for us, I think it was probably, I, th- I would say that, you know, we were one of the last seasons that a lot of the people like genuinely went there with like the chance of falling in love or kind of being open to the idea where now it's just like, I feel like business for a lot of people. And the whole Instagram has changed the whole, I think, way of that show. So I was just starting to like figure that out. And that wasn't like something that was, there wasn't like a ton of opportunities being thrown at me like right out the gates. And that kind of built along the way. But yeah. And then I, you know, I ended up figuring it out, but the progression yeah. was kind of crazy. Trying to, <laughs> trying to figure out who I was and what I was doing and what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, because I always knew I didn't want to just be this reality TV guy, and I'm so grateful for that. But I've always wanted to be able to to do more and actually like help people and feel like I have this purpose and not just some guy who was on the TV screen. Right. Which is like always weird. Like that made me realize this whole weird fascination that the public in general has with just like the quote-unquote celebrities, right? It's just so weird to me. Everybody's in awe of people who are, like, in movies or athletes or, like, any reality TV show. And then, but then you meet them and hang out with them, and it's just like you're in that world for a little bit, and it's just like everybody's the same person, right? They just have this crazy job. And then a lot of it's luck for people, not for somebody like you, but athletes is different. But movies, reality TV, a lot of that's, you know, getting catching your break. Athletes is a ton of luck too, though. You Just think so? Being in the right spot at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Is. That's how I ended up doing what I'm doing. I, I was about to quit and then I got a random phone call and really ended up on the. Yeah, but you got that phone call because of your talent. Like. Also, yeah, I just feel like a lot, like, just like you said, yeah. everybody's the same person. It's like, just what career do you choose? Whether it's professional sports, you're just waiting for a break kind of, or working insurance, you're right. kind of like waking, maybe you're waiting for a break to get to the next level. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, it's weird though. And then people are like, oh my God, like, it's just a weird, weird culture we live in. Yeah. Just cause I'm like, <laughs> I, really I you know, it's like as soon as I was on TV that first night and it was just like phone blowing up, like every person I've ever talked to in my entire life. You know, like sending a message or like every girl that I've ever talked to, like, hey, like, it's just, it's just funny how that works, right? I'm like, just because yeah. my face was on a TV screen, you did, know? Uh, did your friend group change after that? Um, That's definitely something where it shows you who your true friends are, for sure. That's yeah, something that, I learned, like. That probably sucked. Probably hard. Yeah, there was some hard friendships probably that I lost and uh, some ones that I gained, but that's always been tough, like, going forward since that. It's like, Yeah who really like genuinely cares about you. And it's easy to figure out those people. But yeah, I'm probably, I'm sure the same thing with you guys, right? Yeah. Especially Sean, like when she went through the Olympics, that must've been chaos for her on a whole other level. Like I can't imagine that. Like we're talking about reality TV show. She's on a stage in front of the entire world. Yeah. Right. That must've been, how long have you guys known each other? Uh, So I was after all of that. Yeah. I was after all that. Uh, We'd known each other for six years. So she's done TV shows, which not as public as The Bachelor. She was on The Celebrity Apprentice with Donald Trump. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's wild. Uh, (laughs) I actually watched like one of those seasons. I thought that was a good show back in the day. Yeah, it was crazy. It was fun. Um, But I'll say this, then we could talk about your gym. But it, it is really interesting, the dynamic of like falling in love with the public eye on you again, two very different situations. But like when Sean and I were dating, there's so many factors that play into it of like, there's like this excitement about whether you're into the fame or not. Mm -hmm. There's like this excitement of I'm meeting all these people and I have all these opportunities and people 
know who I am and they care for some reason mm-hmm. where like, I mean, you grew, you went through all college and you didn't have that fame. Mm-hmm. And so you knew before and after, right. which I think is valuable. Yeah. Sean was like famous since age 12. But so it's like, it's interesting to get her perspective on it too. But like there is this, um, there's just a lot of factors that go in to the relationship besides just the feelings, you know what I'm right. saying? And it makes it complicated. Yeah. And so you have to be, I feel like really intentional to like realize that. And for me to be like, okay, I feel this way because of the fame, not because of the love, you know, mm-hmm. like it's just, it's very confusing sometimes yeah. and I wouldn't but, recommend it. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And like the reality TV thing, it's like, you're saying like I was 30 or 29. So I had 29 years of my life, just, you know, not in the spotlight. Yeah. And then you get thrown into that and it's literally overnight and it's like going from working this insurance job to a few months later and on the cover of people magazine like when you're checking out at the grocery store buying some bread and you're like what the heck just happened like that's just so weird it's just so fast so nobody can really be prepared for it and so i understand how some people it could affect them negatively like it's uh it's like a drug to some people yeah it really, it really is and uh with reality tv it's just like you're you're in and then you're out like all right who's next and it's always continually it's going crazy, right yeah. so some people have a tough time with that realizing that all right their time was up now it's on to this next group and then to this next group and some people just try and hang on and, and use that but i mean it's tough it's it's difficult it's a weird situation yeah so people have different goals and purposes for being in fitness yeah what are yours because like some people are like i want to look ripped some Mm -hmm. people are like i just want to be healthy some people are like let's just i don't know right up yeah 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 i don't think that's yours no but if you are taking steroids they're not not i never have (laughs) except (laughs) if i had like a cold or something i need to get steroids at the doctors um no uh never taking any of that stuff but my purpose for wanting to do health and fitness is to feel good and you can tell when you're like in a good yeah um in the zone for working out, right? When you start building on a couple of days to a few weeks, a couple of months, right? You can tell your energy's better, your mood's better because it's scientifically proven to better all that stuff versus when you're not, right? You kind of feel sluggish, you don't feel as good. So I feel like in order to feel good in doing anything in life, it needs to start within yourself. And I love that feeling. I love feeling like I'm getting stuff accomplished every day and bettering myself and just Dude, wanting let's to be- go. It's not a motivational podcast, but it just turned into <laughs> yeah, one, bro. That's right. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's up, Gary V? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that's one of the main reasons. And now I've gotten to a point where using the platform that I have, I like have this reach now where I can help so many people and the stories that I've heard over the past couple of years and people, how I've helped change their lives. And it's just like, so wow. such a cool feeling. Wow. And, um, so that's why I'm trying to help as many people as I can and train with as many people as I can. Yeah. I mean, I genuinely just love doing it. So in your vision for booth camp yeah. was what style wise, like, you know, they have Pilates and yeah. core power yoga and yeah. What? So I wanted to build it around that team concept and growing up on sports teams and you could probably agree that the best thing or one of the best things was being around your buddies and being in the locker room and going on the bus and traveling right and that was uh um this the camaraderie of like going out and battling every day with the same people so i kind of wanted it to be like this team environment where we all come together every day 
we're all working together every day, pushing one another, going as hard as we can, but having fun too, just like you would on your regular team, on your football team, kind of goofing around. So I wanted that. I wanted it to be welcoming, but also being one hell of a workout, like super hard and, and a workout that changes every day. We've been there for 300 and I believe it's 80 something days now because we write it up on the board every day. 382. I was wondering what that workout yeah. was or what that number was. Yeah, so it's probably 384 since I didn't change it in the last couple of days. So <laughs> 384 days. We've had 384 different workouts. Really? So we're always changing it up every day, different programming, using different weights and different types of equipment every day. Wow. So I wanted that, the team feeling. I wanted a variety, fun, most importantly, and just something different than everything else. And I think it, I think it is. And I think uh, just the amount that it's grown in this past year is super promising, and we're just getting started. Dude, to your credit, I was in there working out. As I've said 15 times, I just don't want you guys to forget it. But Yeah, he worked out today. Uh, yeah. And he's still here. He survives. <laughs> what if I told you I haven't showered since I saw you? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. I, <laughs> I actually showered. I know. You look good. Because that's that like hair. my yeah. one excuse to not wear workout clothes since I wear workout clothes like 99% of It's the, the best. Day. It's the best. Yeah. Um, so, but to your credit, my first day in there and it was, it was 30 people in there and I think I probably high-fived 25 yeah. of them i love that and you do the breakdown at the end yeah you cool. really you really do a good job of executing your vision so thank I you to, i, I to appreciate you. that yeah that's uh that's always the cool thing to sit back and watch is just like everybody's in there giving high fives everybody's supporting one another right it makes a big difference because a lot of people go to the gyms and they're intimidated and it shouldn't right. be something that's intimidating right and i think that holds a lot of people back from like reaching their goals or their full potential because they're a little nervous yeah so, and the other thing is, which I like your mentality on too. I feel like there is, uh, to have a, a strong team, you have to have a togetherness that's built through adversity kind of, you know, like mm -hmm. doing the freaking hill sprints with Philip today. Like I remember yeah. Philip, I remember Colin yeah. and it was like, I remember those guys cause we were suffering together yeah, and there's something exactly. about how that brings you together. So yeah, that's um, a team thing. Like same thing you go out in the field, right? Yeah. With your boys and you're all out there like, all right. Let's do this. Who does your, do you do all the programming? So we have, there are four trainers underneath me. There's six of us total and we have a programmer. It's her job to kind of put the programming together for certain days, but we each have kind of our own couple days. So I'll program gotcha. like Saturdays and another day. She'll do a couple other days. Uh, Jordan will do another day. And then we have Carmen who kind of oversees all of that. So it's this, it's a big team thing so yeah. it's not one person doing everything we all kind of put our own input on it put our spin on it and then as the day goes on we kind of make any tweaks that we need to for the rest of the classes oh you tweak it pr throughout for the a day. little bit like if we're doing we might see how something works in the 5 30 a.m class and then we might change that a couple moves for like the noon class gotcha so evolving that's so much fun man. yeah it's fun i like it what uh Talk to me through what you'd love to see the gym turn into eventually. You know, I want to see it become a gym that is, I always, I told myself, well, I guess now that we're in year two, I can say this. I told myself for the first year, I wouldn't talk about any other locations or expanding outside of downtown Nashville because I wanted to put all my focus and energy on that one spot and want to make sure that it's got all its ducks in a row. It's something I'll be able to pick up and put somewhere else. So definitely expansion in the near future. I want to make it a spot where, you know, we can put it in another city and still have that same 
feel, still have that community feel, still be able to take people who don't know one another, throw them in the gym, have them work hard together, have them feel like they're a part of something. So that's the main goal is to just have as many people come to those doors and to help out as many people as possible. Because I always say too, it's, it's an hour a day that, you know, I want them to come in the doors and forget about everything else that's going on in life. And it's a time where they can just make it about them, do what they need to do and not worry about their jobs, worry about their relationship problems or anything else that's going on in life. They have that one hour to focus on themselves. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you have cool. mentors walking you through the business side of things or? No, I don't. Maybe I need some. No, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> we kind of just like, we've been winging it since the first day. Yeah. Like, and there's a lot of stuff that comes up in a, in a business and especially the first year. And we've learned a, a, a ton, but it's been fun. It's, uh, it's always challenging, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what would you, we were talking about hobbies earlier. What would you say some of your hobbies are? My hobbies, oof. Not, I mean, I'm all about DJing. my dog. I don't know if that's a hobby, but. Do you, what, uh, do you guys go to the park or? Yeah, so we go to the park. I love taking him swimming. That's like his favorite thing to do. Uh, so when I'm not spending time at the gym, I'll bring him to the gym too. Um, I just, you know, I love being around him. He's been there since I was my last year in college. So just to think about. Like, that's crazy. He's now been there for 11 years of my life, like the most critical years of my life, been through all types of stuff, and he's been the one constant that's been there all along, which is cool. So I'm just trying to spend as much time with him now as possible. He is getting older, uh, which is so hard to see, but uh, so I kind of focus on him when I'm not inside the gym. I do like golfing. Uh, haven't been able to do much golfing the last year with the, the business opening. Um, yeah, what hobbies? Maybe I need more hobbies. Dude, we should go golfing together. We need to go golfing, Let's yeah. Go. Yeah, we should go golfing. Do you have a favorite uh, course around here? I like playing Gaylord Springs. Dude, I love it out there. Yeah, bro. it's I beautiful. And it. it's never, like, busy, I feel like. No. Yeah. I think it's so I think it's so beautiful. Yeah, Gaylord Springs is a good one. And then uh, the Hermitage. Classic. That's a good one. Those fairways are huge, which is sweet. Yeah. It's like you can't miss those. Well. <laughs> well, <okay>. yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah. You can miss them. Um yeah, so we should go golfing. We should start a band. You can be the keyboardist. I wasn't going to say start a band, but you, <laughs> maybe there's probably somebody out there who would like to listen to yeah, some mediocre somebody. to less than average music. Yeah, yeah. mediocre. We'll go with that. Um, you mentioned Gary V earlier. Yeah. Are you in this motivational world? What, what type of content do you consume? So it's not a lot of TV, it doesn't sound like um, Not a lot of TV. I try not to do a lot of TV. I, it's Why? A tough um, melt your brain? No, it doesn't melt my brain. I like, well, I like documentaries. Like I like the real stuff, right? Like I like um, any crazy documentary. Like I just watched last night that UFO one that everybody's talking about. Bob Area Lazar. 51. Yeah, yeah, Bob Lazar. Dude, have you heard about the petition that's being signed? Yeah. Like <laughs> oh a, my yeah. gosh. The, the Navy came out or the Air Force today said like, quote unquote, we're going to fuck them up if anybody comes. Like, it's like a real thing, apparently. Like, people are getting ready for this raid. Dude, human beings are <laughs> yeah. awesome. Do you believe in it? Like, it's actually going to happen? Or Did you watch it? Uh, so, I watched 12 minutes, and Sean was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah. So, I want to finish it. Cause yeah, I tried finishing it twice. I fell asleep both times. Really? Yeah. I'm not a big guy on... Again, I've, I've like, ranted. I don't want this to be a motivational podcast. Yeah. Um. It's just like, 
my story is I got cut from eight different teams and it was like I had to figure out something to do I feel like a lot of people do that so I'm just trying to like you obviously have a really interesting story how do you share that story right um I don't want to be motivational though because I don't think I'm qualified to motivate well, of you know, course you are <laughs> yeah uh no of course you're motivational you got cut from how many teams uh, eight and then you cut like eight times yeah yeah and then you ended up finding a team yeah that's pretty damn motivational. Yeah. The reason why I got cut from eight is because eight of them ended up taking you after the one didn't. Right. That's pretty motivational. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> You're motivational. Yeah, I'm trying to be. Um, okay, so beyond the gym, you talked about you talked about. Uh, I was gonna do fan questions, but I was looking through them, and it's so interesting. It's all about Caitlin and the Bachelorette. No, no, it's all about. Well, yes. <laughs> Uh, but people wanting you to date them. So. Oh, nice. Are we gonna do a dating show right now? Uh, no. <laughs> I was like, you know what? We'll just we'll just put that to rest right there. But, That's funny. Um, you you do have a a nice head of hair. Thank you. So that's I my appreciate that. I try to catch up to you. <laughs> Are you growing it out? I've, no, I, I, I've done that a couple times. It takes too long. The middle stage is like rough. Brutal. Dude. Right. Brutal. Yeah. It's. I mean. Yeah. You got. How have, long you had that for? Um, two years. Oh, and I got I got it trimmed a couple of times because I was trying to mitigate the damage. Really? Of the, of the you condition? Obviously, bro. You got you, <laughs> yeah. you got to take care you of that. I just had a super thick beard that I uh, was working so hard and growing out. I ended up shaving like two weeks ago, but it was like the best I've ever had. It. Wow! Congratulations. I was oiling it. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I was like grooming it like yeah i'll do it again but it was getting pretty pretty big pretty yeah tough to keep up with yeah man uh yeah. personal hygiene yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh okay so you talked about the goals for the gym yeah what about other goals you might have and what is, what does sean booth dream of that's uh, tough i don't have anything like i mean uh first and foremost having a family for sure that's yeah. like my number one thing being a dad which uh, I look forward to. Got to find a lady for that first, so yeah. that will be the first step. And then check out my Instagram. Yeah, them. just apparently, apparently yeah, they're interested. Send those, uh, <laughs> those handles over to me. Um, I, I just honestly, I've always pictured myself as just having this big family, and uh, you know, one day being able to sit back and being this old man and this grandfather and having this huge family around and. I kind of grew up in a larger family and it's always fun to go to family events and uh, do things as this big family. So that's always been something that I've really wanted to have uh, career wise. I'm just going to keep on going and, and help out as many people as I can with health and fitness. And yeah, just to be happy. Nice. Yeah. Everybody's always like, what's your five year plan? I'm like, I just want to be happy. Uh, five years. Like, you know? Do you have like a five-year well, plan? What is happiness for you, though? Not to be super philosophical. No, I, um, just honestly, I'm pretty happy right now. I think uh, just you know doing what you love to do every day, and being surrounded by people that you genuinely love and who love you back is probably uh, the happiest you could be. Right? Wow. Yeah. Getting deep over here. Yeah, I'm sorry. Dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's great. What about you? What's your What's your plan? Like, I want to know more about you. Oh, dude, I'm just. Here's what I've realized. You said everybody's the same earlier. Yeah. I think that's true. Like nobody, nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like, yeah. 
Um, so I have recently fell back in love with football after like, I mean, when you're getting cut, like you're not really liking football. Cause for me, the team. You aspect, just played though. Weren't you playing last season? Yeah. 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 So I did. And, but before that I was like not enjoying it. And I was with the Jaguars and a bunch of teams before. And it was just like, you're the team aspect in, yeah. in that setting doesn't exist. So I was, it, I've always wondered that too. Like yeah. as being on a, a team that's a business, what is that feeling like? And like, can you tell the major differences between locker rooms? Or is like, does everybody like kind of just doing their own thing and then they're on the field together? Or is it like, yes, it's that. And that well, with like a club, like the Patriots probably. Since. So every locker room is different. Um, but I actually would, <laughs> I would compare it to almost like boot camp. Like yeah. there is, Yes, you have bonds and you have shared experiences with yeah. your teammates, but it's not like college where you know that you're going to see yeah. jo Johnny Boy every day. Exactly. It's like, you can go back to the dorm room and you're going to hang out and right. Right, play video games. Exactly. Everybody's got their own lives now. Yeah. yeah. There's like a huge amount of turnover. Right. And so you don't know if Johnny's going to be around tomorrow or if some other guy's going to be there. So uh, that's tough. But I've I've like settled into a routine enough to to have that team aspect again. Um, and then, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the kid for sure. Yeah. Um, it has been cool. So you're interesting to me and we'll close out here, but Sean and I have spent a lot of time working on social media. Uh, and we've recently realized that, uh, in a new way, the power of that community and like people are actually listening. Like you, you said, like, yeah. You're changing, you get messaged about you changing lives. Yeah. And it's so easy to like write that off or be like, there's no way. Mm -hmm. um, but I really have enjoyed um, building that community. And it's Sean, Sean has shared some really unique things. Like we had a miscarriage before this kid and the, the feedback we got and the amount of people that shared. Incredible, their, right? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. It's like, wow, yeah. this is, this is why we are should, why should, we should do this. Not because, we have lots of people interested in seeing us. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so it was a subtle shift. So That's cool, yeah, because there's so many positives with the social media, right? You can yeah. share stories like that and connect with them. Yeah. And they're like, wow, they got through it. I can get through it. Yeah. And then there's also the dark side of it where it's like then, like you probably, I mean, you guys, I don't think there'd be like, of course, when you start getting a large following, there's uh, haters and trolls. Right. Do you guys get any of that? I feel like you guys probably don't get any of that. I saw I posted a video today, which was not a good idea, but I tickled, tickled Sean while she was driving. Yeah. And people were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, like, you're going to kill your unborn yeah. child. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, you deal with that. As yeah. Um, I wouldn't tickle her again, probably in the car. Yeah, never tickling her again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, you're interesting because you seem slightly unaffected by the following. It's like, it's a, it's a, like I, you you do a great job on social media, but Thank you. it definitely doesn't seem like you, that's a um, that's something that you know affects your personal identity. So yeah, no, I've tried. Like that's always been a weird thing too. Like I was for a while trying to um, I was getting caught up on what people expected or wanted me to post, you know, and um, obviously coming off of 
that show and then a lot of your followers or people who supported you or saw you on the show and supported your relationship. Yeah. Um, then you feel like this pressure to have to post stuff. And now in just this past year, I've just learned and, and I've gotten to the spot where I'm like, I'm just doing what makes me happy and posting like what I want to do. And it doesn't matter. Like if you like it, that's awesome. Like I love that. If you don't, then you don't have to follow, you know, I, I don't, I, I used to like, kind of feel the pressure of what to post. Yeah. Now, and I think too many people focus on that, right? And they're like, I don't know if I should post that. I don't know what I should write as a caption. It's like, just post the damn thing if you want to. Yeah. Dude, respect for that. Respect for that. It's tough. What are three things you've learned over everything you've done that could apply to a broader audience? Maybe yeah. this is where your motivational spiel comes Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the... The main thing is is to find, and I know it's so cliche, and it's just to find something that genuinely makes you happy every day and do that. And I know it's probably harder um, to do just because I, I get that people have careers because they have to support their children or support themselves, but so many people get caught up in these jobs and just like, oh, one day I'm going to do this, one day I'm going to do that, like... Being able to wake up and do what you love every single day is such a game changer. And I'm just now, like in this past year or so, realizing that where it's to the point where I don't know what day it is. If it's a Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, which is pretty damn awesome. Wow. I wake up excited every morning. I want to wake up at 4.30 in the morning to get up because I want to go to my gym. I want to be around the people that I work with. I want to go and do what I love. And that has just uh, changed my whole um mindset and everything so i think it's definitely doing what you love and and now there's like there's so much opportunity out there to do that right with social yeah. media um so that's that's a major thing that i'm starting to live by and i know it's so cliche right and everybody's like do what you love do what you love but it honestly is uh a game changer hmm. i think i've also learned uh just in the past few years to not really well on uh, any negatives that come up in life because it's going to happen all the time to everybody and there's always going to be something better down the road no matter how long it takes um, like on the other side of pain is, is, is a good place wow right? and like people don't realize that I think a lot of people get stuck in the pain and they dwell on it for too long and they end up missing what could be happiness on the other side uh, but it's tough like fighting through anything, but once you get past that, it's uh, you realize that you know maybe what you're going through wasn't as bad, hmm. right? It could always be worse. So that, and then the third is um, probably relationships in general. Just trying to uh, make time for those. You know, those are probably the most important things in life that you have to deal with. Yeah, and not the other stuff. So, but I got to tell you. Um... I've enjoyed the last hour, so thank you. You mentioned that you don't want to just be that reality show guy, yeah. and uh, I don't think you are, to your credit. You're I a lot appreciate more than that. that. So, you've done you. a, yeah, you've done a great job with um, with everything you've done. The gym was a delight to be at. I, I think I'll be there again in maybe a month after I recover. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll take that. Long. You can come with Decker and Chuck. I burned a thousand calories in an hour today. Hell yeah. That's crazy. That's dude. awesome. My yeah. heart rate was like 150 the whole time. Uh, anyway, Sean, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, that was fun. I appreciate it. Yeah. Hopefully we're friends like Sean wanted, but.
Did we just become best friends? <laughs> we even started a band. Yeah. <laughs> now he's got to come up with the next. Thanks a lot. Awesome, man. If you haven't yet, please make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and leave a review if you feel called to. It really helps the show out. And um, I love having a new audience. I love hearing what you guys think. And I love having you come back every single week.